Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. The Almond Betts Family Revival pays tribute to their father's legendary band, The Almond Brothers, tomorrow night at Capital One Hall in Tyson's, Virginia. I spoke with Dwayne Betts, son of Dickie Betts, who wrote iconic hits like Ramblin' Man and Jessica. Hey, Dwayne Betts, hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in DC. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. I'm. This is an honor to talk with you. Uh, we're talking because uh, your band, the Almond Bets Band, or are we calling it the Almond Bets Revival. What are we calling it now? <laughs> well, I mean, this thing is kind of a bunch of different artists. It, I mean, yeah. we're kind of the host band, but it's but the name of the 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 actual tour. It's the Almond Bets Family Revival. So this, this is a little different, but yeah, we have a we have um, a lot of great guests, and it's more or less a celebration of the the catalog of. You know my father's catalog and Greg Allman's catalog, and and a celebration of the Allman Brothers band, in general. Um, and yeah, yeah, a lot of great guests, and it's been fun so far. No, oh, it's gonna be great. Yeah. So the Almond Betts Family Revival, we'll call it that this time around, is gonna be Tuesday, December fifth, at Capital One Hall in Tyson's, Virginia. It's a relatively new new venue. Have you all ever rocked out there before, or or just in the D.C. Virginia area in, in general? You know, like how often do you swing through here? Um, I was in DC, uh, in the spring, I think it's been a minute. I was, I was there, I was there, um, you know, I was there in the spring, I believe. Um, but yeah, I mean, we play in the area, but no, I've never been to this particular venue. I don't believe. Cool. Well, I think you're going to enjoy it. And yeah, like like you mentioned, yes, it's sons of the original Almond Brothers band uh, members that, you know, that formed this thing and he's keeping the tradition going. So wait, let's remind everybody, we got you, Dwayne Betts, who's the son of Dickie Betts. We have Devin uh, Almond, who's the son of Greg Almond. Basically, Devin and myself are the hosts. And then it's just a bunch of our friends. And and uh, I mean, this is a, this is more or less a, we only do this once a year, this particular thing. And we do it every year um, as a celebration, a tip of the hat, um, just for, you know, just for a, a couple of weeks, two or three weeks. You know, I think we have 18 shows and that's the only time of the year that we do this, you know. And so it's really special. We it's a great way to end the year. We call up our friends and see who's available, see who wants to do it. And, you know, we have so many Great guests, you know, Jackie Green, Anders Osborne, um, you know, the the list the list goes on, <laughs> as yeah, they say. Yeah, yeah. But um um yeah, I mean it's been it's been a fun tradition for for um this is the seventh year. And the first year Devin started it after his father passed away. 
after Greg Allman passed away, he started it as a celebration for his father. And it was just one show in San Francisco. And then it's grown to where now we do, you know, we, we go out for three weeks and, and, um, we thought it was appropriate to kind of bring my, my dad into the narrative. Um, as you know, we end up playing a lot of his songs because it ends up being the Allman brothers catalog and not just the Greg Allman catalog. And, and my dad's getting older in age, he'll be 80. And so we thought it was appropriate to make it uh, a tribute to him as well, bring his his name into the fold. So and um, and my name into the fold. So, yeah, I mean, it's a really special thing that we do once a year at the end of the year. And it's, uh, you know, we're, we're really having a good time. That's so awesome. And so, yeah. And so it sounds like I just want to just to be clear. So it sounds like rather than just hearing your all sort of original stuff from down to the river and bless your heart, like your original songs like the Almond Betts band usually does. Like this is like the one time of year, this stretch of seven weeks or whatever, where this family revival is playing. There's a lot more Almond Brothers. It's a lot more Almond Brothers tributes to your family members in this particular show. Yeah, right? this is this is more or less um, you, you, you will probably play. Um, one you know a couple Almond Betts band tunes in the mix, but right. this is more. I mean, you know, you'll hear the favorites. You'll hear, you know, there's some really great um, deep cut selections. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, it's it's two sets. You know, it's about a three hour show, and it's action packed. Man, there's a lot of great guests. I'm sure that you have the list of guests on that particular show oh yeah we so. can we can link to it on in the article and everything for sure yeah. for sure um, for sure well uh, that's awesome well considering this seeing as this is um mostly like a family revival tribute to you know all of your relatives and everything um let's do you know normally i i would want to talk you know i'd want to talk about just your new stuff because i know a lot of sons and daughters of people don't want to talk about their own stuff but since <laughs> this is a family revival let's do a bit of a deeper dive into some of the great almond brothers teams if you if you don't mind since you're going to be playing i'm sorry no well, i don't mind i mean that cool. we're in that we're in that zone right now and yeah so why not? <laughs> yeah, and it's the holidays. It's family time. It's let's do it. We're thanks. We're thankful, and yeah, uh, yeah it's great. All right. So, um, uh, remind our listeners really quick. Um, I'm sure it's a long story, but um, before we get to the actual songs, like remind them how the Allman Brothers uh founded. It was Jacksonville, Florida, in like '69, I think. Like, how did it come together? The the two brothers. Um, they okay. <laughs> this this is a take a deep so breath to answer. This they one. were they were in Jacksonville. As I under I wasn't there. Sure. Uh, as you might imagine. I wasn't born yet. You weren't on the so board in the backseat of a Greyhound bus. Claim to yet. Be, I'm not a <laughs> I'm not an expert on the on the but what I what 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 I know what from what my knowledge can can as far as my knowledge can reach, um they were in Jacksonville and they were all my dad and Barry Oakley were in a band called the second coming and Dwayne had come to Jacksonville. I think he had uh, gotten done doing sessions in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and they all started playing together and Dwayne was going to form a three piece. And then he, um, it ended up being, uh, this band and with with more 
you know, Barry was playing with my dad and he wanted Barry and then Barry wanted my dad to come with him. And he said, well, why don't you bring, why don't you add a second guitar player? And then, so basically the band was formed, but they didn't have a singer. And then they were in, um, Phil Walden found them and then they were in Macon. And that was, I think that was when Greg, uh, Dwayne called Greg. They had not been speaking. They were just having like a, Greg was out in LA doing something and they got him to call Greg because they said, well, we, we could use a really great singer. And Dwayne said, well, my brother sings his ass off, but you know, and they got him to call him and then he came and then, um, and then that's how the band was formed. So the band, the band is actually like completely founded in Macon, Georgia. So I don't know. I honestly, I don't know how all of that worked. <laughs> um, like when Greg showed up and I, I don't know all of that off the top of my head, but, um, yeah, but yeah, the band was founded in 69 officially in Macon, Georgia, because I think that's when Greg was added into the mix. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, thanks for relaying it to me to the best of your knowledge. As you said, you weren't born. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, that but I'm sure you've heard the family lore. All right. Well, then let's go through some. You can probably speak a little more to the actual songs because, you know, you can talk about how it, what it's like playing them yourselves or hearing them growing up or whatever. Like the songs. Let's talk some of the yeah, songs. Yeah. I guess one of the and I'll try to go through somewhat in order. Like I know I know that first album, that self-titled album, Almond Brothers band had uh, Whipping Post on it. That's one of the band's most iconic ones, especially hearing it live. But how how fun is it to play Whipping Post or any backstory that you remember from from the folks on that? Um. Yeah, Whipping Post is a lot of fun. You can really get, uh, you can really do some exploring. You know, I like to really kind of test the boundaries on it in the in the open sections. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know uh, what where the inspiration for the song came from. But it's a great song, and and um, I I like playing it. Absolutely. But we yeah. also have to hit um, Idlewild South as well, because Midnight Rider is one of the most iconic Almond Brothers songs ever. You know, I got one more silver dollar like it, people, a whole generation of like Southern rock fans can sing along to that one. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, do, do, do is that one yeah. of the more popular ones people come up to you or request? Yeah, I mean, that one's pretty universal. I mean, everybody, everybody likes that song. I mean, it's like the hippies, the bikers, the you know the all you know everybody likes it um yeah i mean that, that's kind of one that is a good way to just kind of wrap everything up with you know i mean we we tend to i'm not going to give away the surprises or the set list but you know we tend to close the show with that that's kind of a tradition that's just awesome. get everybody up on stage and just take it home with midnight rider is kind of can't really um uh, can't really beat that like how do you follow that one <laughs> um also yeah. gosh i guess they did eat a peach was like huge huge one and ain't wasting no time no more and all, a bunch was on that but uh i guess melissa was a was a pretty big one of their well that was one of the first big ones right like do you know any stories about how they came together um i mean i know greg says it was a it was a he was in a grocery store and he was looking for a title for for a title for this song and and um I think he wrote that song pretty early on. I think he actually wrote that before the the um the band existed. Gotcha. He wrote that before the the formation of the band. So he 
him and his brother, I think, had recorded that. Um, and it's a much different version. But um, I think he was looking for a title in his story. He always said was that he um, he heard this this uh, this woman calling for her daughter, like calling her name Melissa. And he thought, I mean, that's what he always said. It always kind of sounded a little vague to me, but <laughs> that's what that's what he always said. That's how this that's how the title came to be. That's where he got it was in the grocery store. Well, and this this uh, this lady was calling for her daughter, <laughs> Melissa, Melissa. And then what, it was in the was it in the peach peach aisle? If you eat a peach, uh, that makes sense. The grocery aisle. There you go. I don't know. I mean, if it's that <laughs> easy to write a great song, then yeah. I mean, I should hang out at the grocery store more. You really should. There's inspiration everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, then, gonna... of course, of course, the like I probably the most iconic one is Ramblin' Man. That was off of the next one in uh, Brothers and Sisters. Um, and I believe your dad wrote that, right? Dickie Betts wrote wrote that song. So it was. Yeah, it was, he wrote was your that dad. Your dad it. wrote the line. I was born in the backseat of a Greyhound bus rolling down Highway 41. That is the best like road drifter town to town type of line that is it's like uh, iconic but yeah 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 like that what has dad ever talked about you know what was he actually in a in a uh, greyhound bus writing that or you know what i mean like any good stories on it no i don't think he was actually i think it just it's a great line it's it's really good um and i don't know i i, I think he got the line um when it's time for leaving and you know, I hope you understand. I was born a rambling man. I, he he got that from that's a that's something that someone used to say to him. I forgot the the gentleman's name who one of his mentors would say that, and so that's a, there's a real story behind that. But I don't all the other stuff about being born in the backseat of a greyhound bus. I mean, that's just that's just um, imagery. <laughs> it's just kind of making your point. <laughs> genius man it was genius though yeah it's, it's really good stuff yeah when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah, and the same album, of course, had that killer um, instrumental, uh, arguably one of the most best, in, most famous instrumental songs ever, Jessica. You know that they'll play that. That song appears like in and out of like when people song news shows and stuff are going to commercial breaks now. You know what I mean? Like that song is ubiquitous now. But why do you why do you think that that it works so well, or or just in terms of your your get experience with it? It's just it makes people feel really good. I mean, it's a really it's a great composition. Um... And he captured the essence of, he captured a feeling, and to, 
to write an instrumental and 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 not have um not have a vocal and have it be that captivating in a you know i mean it, it almost is it's like a the melody is so strong and so um undeniably captivating that it almost is like a song that has words and and a and a singer you know um but yeah i mean he wrote that for for my sister jessica um and it kind of captured the feeling of she was like the story is that she was like you know crawling around on the floor and he was playing guitar and he was trying to capture that innocence and that kind of you know carefree you know the innocence of what it's like when you're a child and you're crawling around on the floor exploring i guess <laughs> um so yeah i mean that's it's a beautiful song i i love it i love it well thanks for doing such a deep dive into all your you know the their songs your 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 folk songs um but i, I absolutely I'm, man i'm sure you grew up hearing a lot of them and, and so how remind us then how do you and and devin and barry and you know how do you all like, I assume you probably have known each other forever going to your dad's shows and whatever. But like, how do you decide, like, let's actually team up here? Um, it just, uh, you know, sometimes you 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 do, you know, you're all everybody's doing something and doing different projects. And then those projects come to an end and then you come together um, at the right time. And, and it feels right to, you know. It feels like okay, this is the next thing I'm gonna do, and and that's kind of what happened, and and you know we made we made two records, um, and then um, you know Devin and I both do our own records too. I just put out um, a solo record, actually my first full length solo record um, earlier this year called Wild and Precious Life under my name. And so that's kind of what I've been focused on this year. So this is a really great way to to end the year is doing something with family. Um, you know, like I said, like a tip of the hat to the to the catalog and to the family. It's not like we go out and do this tribute all year. You know, um, it's special. It's just a short little tour at the end of the year and it, it feels really good when it's like that and then we have the whole rest of the year to do you know i can do a Dwayne betts record i can do you know i can do play on whoever's record ask me if someone wants me to play on the record i can do an almond betts band record so it's really we're really grateful for the support and we're really fortunate to be able to do this so that's kind of the idea of it is to kind of keep the the musical tradition going and and keep the art flowing and allowing ourselves to be creative and keep pushing forward and then at the end of the year you know do do a tip of the hat do something special call some friends up get out on some big stages and some some nice venues and and uh, have a party at the end of the year I love it. It's going to be a party. And before we go, I I'll, just really quick, like, so so you and uh, Devin Allman and Barry Dwayne Oakley, and, you know, I'm, obviously he's not in this show, but, you know, you, you all got together and kind of did the Allman Betts band and the re revival and everything. But uh -huh. another uh, Butch Trucks was the drummer in the original group, and his nephew, Derek Trucks, went on to form Tedeschi Trucks. And we've talking talked to both them multiple times. It's just, like... 
I'm not asking to compare, you know, Tedeschi trucks and you guys, but like just in general, like it's just I just think <laughs> it's just kind of cool that like this whole new generation and you're all like phenoms of your <laughs> new product. He's a damn prodigy. Yeah. You guys are great, too. But like it's just so cool to me that our generation gets to appreciate what our father's generation got to. Yeah, Derek and Susan are, are really, really top notch people. You know, they're just really lovely people. And, and um, I recorded my last record at their studio and Derek played on my record. And and they're just they're the best and they're the best musicians. And, you know, their whole operation is top notch. So, you know, I have nothing but love and respect for them. Um, and yeah, I mean we're all kind of connected you know it's all we're all kind of part of the same family absolutely i guess like final seconds in terms of like a, i mean we've talked about like a lot of the recorded hits and everything but i feel like there's more than most bands there's like a live there's like a mythology about seeing uh, oh i went to this live show of the allman brothers or you know what i mean like at film at Fillmore east but it seems like there are people talk about it over the decades of like there's like almost like a mythology of seeing an allman brothers band live or you guys even live compared to other you know other younger artists that they're so overly produced that you know you, you go see them live and they don't even sound anything like it but they're i don't know do you i just feel like you these names like at Fillmore east like live on almost like a like the last waltz for other yeah. other bands i don't know like do, do you think like the live component is extra strong for almond and you guys yeah i think that the i think that that music there's so much improvisation and 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 there's there's these there's the potential there for something really amazing and you know, there, there's the potential for magic to happen right. and what i mean by that is the fans have like a certain standard that has been set in those songs where they're you know that we have the you have the great songs you know you have you have melissa you have midnight rider blue sky rambling man but you have these long jam sections where it can either be like cool and good or it can be like magical and so the potential is there and you really want to strive for 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 magic you know and but you have to let it happen you can't you just go out there and forget everything and hopefully something really special happens and if it's if it's really fun then that's a good sign you know so and that's the live experience that you're talking about you know that's kind of that that the jam band element of what the the brothers did um that's that's part of what the fans would come to see you know absolutely well there you go that's the perfect way to bring it back around to the show because you did the live experience folks you gotta if you live in the dc area you have to go out to tyson's corner to virginia to capitol one hall and see the almond bats family revival and uh i i just thank you so much for taking so much time and going through all those songs like i you you didn't have to do it but you were you dug down deep in the memory for some of those backstories from your, parents, your dad so <laughs> I appreciate it. And yeah, tell, hey, man, tell I, I did my best, man. I don't have all the answers. Like I said, I wasn't even I wasn't born until, you know, 13 years after that. But <laughs> hey, by the way, but, if uh, you don't mind, like final seconds, like this just dawned on me because we were talking. You're probably more my age. <laughs> so like what 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 like modern music? Because we're talking about you're giving tributes to your dad. What did you like? Grow, like what? I'm curious, like what were like your touchstones like that you and I probably grew up with? 
um, when I was like a teenager, I was into like Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins. Right, and, right, exactly. That's what know, I wanted to know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was into a lot of. I was into you know Stevie Ray Vaughan. I was into a lot of music. I was into like Pink Floyd, but but no, as far as the contemporary stuff that was coming out at the time, I was you know I liked. I liked that contemporary. So, I mean, the early '90s was a, was a really cool time for rock and roll because you had you had like the stuff, the the kind of alternative grunge stuff, but you also had this kind of retro. Um, you had like the Black Crows and Lenny Kravitz, and you know you had kind of these this retro vibe, like Blind Melon and and stuff that had you know more of a classic vibe um you had just had a lot of really cool stuff happening it was a really cool time for hip-hop too the the 90s you know who are you who are your favorite rappers now let's go <laughs> um nas um i like wu-tang i mean i like a lot of i like some of that new york stuff i like some i like i mean i like um i like some west coast stuff you know um I mean, I love Andre 3000. one of my favorite MCs. Um, you know, I like a lot of hip hop. Man, Nas was, is one of the best lyricists ever. And Andre Nas is probably the best. I mean, he's got the heart of a lion, you know. You can I can talk hip hop. Oh, yeah. Well, with Nas, you can tell he probably got a lot of that from Rakim. You know what I mean? Like, the, the lyrics, lyrics. Yeah, Rakim is, is, Rakim is, is, yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, that, <laughs> there you go. And then, of course, then came you yeah. know the the Tupac and, and Biggie and Eminem and all of that stuff that Jay Z like. I mean, you and I probably grew up with all the same stuff, but it's I just yeah. Love I mean, that, Eminem I love that got is like Eminem is like undeniably skilled. I just I don't like his music as much as some of the. I'm not a huge Eminem. I mean, I know he's unbelievably, but yeah, I mean, I like. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, man. I I can't. My mind's really? not working. You're like that early. It sounds right like now. early that early '90s, like Wu Tang era, Nas era. That seems like your jam. Well, yeah. I mean, I like that stuff, but I also, you know, um, I like stuff from the last ten years too. I mean, not as much. I mean, I can get on some Drake, some some Drake, a couple Drake joints, and some Little Wayne or something, you know. <laughs> but but um, no, man. I mean, that's a whole different thing. But yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks for stretching. And we could the talk about we could talk about jazz. You know, then we could talk about jazz. You know, what what horn players do you like? Yeah. Well, if you want to throw out a couple, you can. You've been generous enough. Charlie with Parker. I mean, Charlie <laughs> Parker, John Coltrane, Miles Davis. Yeah, the classic. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just think it's cool. You have such versatility. Well, I'm gonna try to. Here's how I'll tie it all back together. Uh, eat a peach. Uh, peaches and Wu Tang Clan. Cream, peaches and cream. There we go. <laughs> Yo, man, there you go. Peaches and cream, man. That's a great idea for like a for like a mashup set. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll call up we'll call up Jizza again and and ask him to combine with you. And there you go. <laughs> sure, um, man. Hey, right thank, on. You, thank you so much for doing this again, everybody. It's Tuesday, December fifth at Capital One Hall. I'm in Bet's Family Revival. Get your tickets. Hey, thanks for doing this, dude. Hey, thank you so much. Have a good day. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. 